Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Quick Tips for Entrepreneurs. With me today I have Casper Wilstrup and he is the founder of the Danish artificial intelligence startup Abzu. We recently recorded a full episode with Casper and we covered everything from philosophy to physics to healthcare and Abzu is doing some incredible things in physics and indeed the quantum space in health tech so uh, i thoroughly recommend you go back and listen to that episode but also casper has built many companies worked in vcs done lots of different things in the entrepreneurship space uh, abzu currently is 17 employees strong they do some uh, very cool stuff they're bringing building a very cool business which i imagine will be a very big business and so casper is back with me today to talk about his tips for entrepreneurs and so casper welcome back thank you james thanks for having me again so casper uh you've done lots of things in the space from as you say vc you've done due diligence for vcs you've ended up joining companies that you've done due diligence for you've built companies yourself you've sold companies yourself by the sounds of things and you've been doing this since the age of nine so uh what tips would you have for entrepreneurs what have you learned along this journey that you would like to pass on to others the first one is the easiest one just just be daring uh just try and fail uh starting companies just like uh just like any other thing it's something you can actually practice um it sounds crazy when you're a when you're, when you're a, a, a young person but but you do get better at it with, with practice and there's different ways to practice that so just try uh, and that's also like a call out to the people evaluating people who are doing startup but a failure is uh, is a learning opportunity so uh, having a lot of failures behind you is not necessarily bad it's probably limited to that as well uh, but um, but uh, yes you do get better with, with experience that's that's but that's that's easy I guess uh, because people who are thinking about doing a startup have probably made up their minds to try already so this the second thing this is from I, I think I've assessed more than 80 different startup companies over the years in, in, in different contexts, mainly in due diligence settings. And uh, and I've also followed up on those companies. And, and, the, and the, the single most important uh, decider for future success is actually the founding team. It is not necessarily the founding team. It's perhaps the founder plus the first couple of, 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 of employees. Yeah. But it certainly matters. I'd say 70% of success is in that and 30% is in the product idea. I've seen so many co- companies that came to, 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 to me with a bad idea and a great team. And perhaps I'd usually say, I think your idea is bad, but you're a great team, but whatever, go ahead. Uh, and sometimes I was wrong. Maybe the idea was great as well. That has actually also happened. But <laughs> more often than not, they, they just pivot and find a different idea, but they still succeed because they are the right mix of people. And then what is the right mix of people? Uh, the right mix of people, I think, is to get the right balance between the technological excellence and the understanding of the business problem you're trying to solve. And when I say the right balance, it's because there is no single right balance. It depends. Like the the, the crazy startup company that I'm that I'm currently in, Absu, is, is is certainly slanted towards a high tech end of the space. So in in our case, the balance was towards strong scientists. Uh, but in other cases, it may be that the technology plays a smaller role than you may think. Maybe the technology is just um, reapplying existing solutions to a new business problem. And then the right balance is on the business side. And that, that means that you have to, to be uh, emphasize having people who 
either already know or quickly learn the actual problems and the actual situation that you, that your customers are uh, are in. Um, so think about that carefully. What what do you need to to solve the problem? Do you need technical excellence? If not, then maybe don't emphasize so much on that. If you need a lot of business experience, focus on that. So. Uh, that brings me to a comment about European versus American startup companies. That I've seen. It tends to be that here in Europe, at least in Scandinavia, where I'm at, uh, startup companies tend to be founded by technical people, whereas in, in the US, they tend to be founded by business people who find a technical co-founder. And there's no right or wrong, I guess. There. But if there were a right or wrong, I would say the, the, the business people with the technical founder are probably more likely to succeed. So if you are a technical founder, find that business co-founder uh, or business driver who can see the people, the problem from the customer's perspective early on. Love it. And I have one more specific question for you. You did technical due diligence for a VC. At what stage were companies when they were going for investment? So what stage were they that you were doing that DD for? Well, the vast majority of, of them were, were pre-seed stage. So, Interesting. Uh, yes. So when you were doing the technical due diligence at pre-seed stage, and that is a, a lot of this audience, by the way, that are, that are thinking about an idea and starting to get their first bit of funding, what was it from a technical perspective that they needed? Was there anything binary that was like, yes and no, we'll look at it? And then once you were looking at it, what were the bits that impressed you? From the technical perspective, it was certainly the ability to build the product. Like so, so do you, do you know? So it's almost exclusively software companies that I've done tech to build on, although yep. not entirely exclusively. And so, so do you know things about proper software engineering practices? And surprisingly, often that was not the case. Right? So, you, you how did you assess that? Well, I always do this interview style. Um, okay. So, I always go into my tech due diligence with a with a with a clean slate, just kind of like what you're doing here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, don't tell people much about what I'm going to talk to them about beforehand, and just um, hear what they say. And then I, 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 it's pretty easy to pick out: do they know what what software repositories are? GitLab, does that GitHub? Does that make sense to them? Do they know what it means to do automated testing? Do they know what it means to do, to, to define a software architecture right. and I ask where they're going to store data. So, so you clearly kind of, and that since they are, since they're pre-seed, you, you also have people who can't really answer those questions and you already know. And again, it's not going to mean failure. It just means get a technical co-founder or yes. hire a, a, a lead engineer now before you get too far with this stuff. Because in many situations, it's not a problem. Like you have a great business idea. You can still succeed. You just need to do that higher. Awesome. And just to reiterate, be daring. I love that. And it's interesting the amount of people that talk about their relationship with failure and their ability to be daring in the face of it. I think that's almost part of the resilience of being a good founder and being an entrepreneur, you know, that bouncing back, that response to failure, to be daring. I think that is so, so, so important because even in the building of one company, you have to do that at one scale. And when that company, if it were to fail, you need to then bounce back and do it again, you know, at, the, at a bigger scale. It's it's so, so, so important, but I absolutely love it. I think the real practical advice around the team as well, and I think this is from somebody that's clearly looked at, you know, over 80 companies for somebody that throws a lot of money in. And so I think, yeah, that, that blend of experience and complementary skills, we hear it all the time, but again... Here it is from someone who knows what they're talking about. It's Casper, thank you very much for joining us again and coming back on. Um, I wish you all the best. Thank you, James. 
Hey everyone, thanks for listening and making it all the way to the end of this episode. Remember to subscribe, rate us and leave a review. And you can head to the description of this episode to follow me on all of my social media so you don't miss out on any of the latest health tech content.